Page 120. 120. I heard an old story. Amen. I heard an old, old story. How a Savior came from glory. How He gave His life on Calvary to save a wretch like me.
Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate that very dearly. I appreciate the invitation. Stand in this pulpit one more time. At uh, I studied for so many long years, and uh, I still have to say this to people here, and that. Deepest valley I ever went through, you stayed with me. And that encouraged me to stay here and continue on. And it's a privilege to see Brother Jamie come in behind me. And I appreciate you all backing him, backing his family. And, uh, I pray that God will abundantly bless the Lighthouse Baptist yeah. Church in the years to come. That is, the Lord doesn't come. And uh, I've changed my message about five, six times. I went into my bedroom last night, and I finally came to this one, and that says, I said, that's it. Amen. So I want you to open your Bibles this morning to Isaiah chapter 28. Isaiah 28. This was preached here many years ago. You may have it written down in your margin your Bible, but I doubt seriously you remember it. I preached it when I was the interim pastor up in Thomaston. And that was the morning that Ashton got saved. And so I want to read this morning, beginning with verse 15. Here the prophet said, Because ye have said, We have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come upon us. For we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. I wonder if there are those here this morning that have hid yourselves. Under falsehood that you're saved, and yet in all reality you're not saved. He said in verse 16, Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation of stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, he that shall not make haste. Verse 17 is what I want you to note. Judgment also will I lay to the lamb, and righteousness to the plummet, and the hell shall sweep away the refuge of lies. Your lies and your false pretenses one day will be swept away. That'll be the end of it. And then it says, And the waters 
shall overflow the hiding place. I don't know exactly where you're hiding at this morning. I don't know exactly what you may be hiding. But I promise you this, if you're not saved, God will overflow it. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing me? Yes. The people of our church had made lies their refuge. And on the falsehood, they thought that they had hid themselves from any judgment to come. But in verse 17, the Lord says that the water shall overflow, he said, the hiding place. Yet you and I remember that God gave the law, I mean, that, that God gave the law to Israel neither in Egypt nor in Canaan. But instead, He gave them law in a desert. A place, my friend, of absolute solitude, remote from the commerce of men. It was in the wilderness. Are you hearing me? In the wilderness with no shelter. They were brought out into the open. They were brought face to face with Him whom they had to do. When the law is preached to sinners, they seek refuge in the concerns and the amusements of this life. In order to crowd out any serious thoughts of the life to come, they do everything they can to push the pastor's message to the side, to get it out of the way, that anything that's bothering them, uh, they, they, they seek to lie the way out of it. But my friend, when God brings the sinners to the mount, then all these pretenses and all these false confidence, they vanish and they are unable to hide from God. Do what you want to do. Try what you want to try. But you won't hide from Him. His omnipresence is with you whithersoever you are. It is then, my friend, that the sinners discover, according to verse 20, that the bed is shorter than a man can stretch himself on it, covering, he said, narrower than he can wrap himself in it. He is forced out into the open. He is brought face to face with his Creator. And I promise you one day you will be brought face to face with thine Creator. His conscience is now held. To that which we can neither, my friend, endure nor avoid. You will not avoid God. You will not avoid His judgment if you're not saved. He is made to come out from behind the trees. To find the fig leaves provide no covering. As Adam and Eve found out themselves. They thought they was here. They thought they was covered well. But when God came to them... They discovered there was no hiding place as they tried to hide themselves into the garden. Let me say that when the Holy Spirit applies the law in power, the sinner's conscience is made to see, my friend, that his condemnation is just. Unless he flies for refuge in Christ, he is lost and lost forever. I want to notice, first of all, this morning that the Lord judges any hope of a false hiding place for the sinner. There is no place for you to hide. You see, he said judgment 
He said, also will I lay, he said to the line, in righteousness, he said to the plumbing. We judge ourselves very carelessly. Very carefully. But God makes personal observation and takes a very careful survey. God gives us an, an, an accurate estimate of what we are and where we are. He lets us know that. Go to God and ask Him to examine you. Let a man examine him and see if he be in the faith or not. But ask God to examine you, not yourself, not another. The man who takes things for granted may find himself out to be a fool in the end. So be careful that you are not a fool in the end. There are three ways to judge if your hiding place is a refuge or whether it is not. First, you have a safe hiding place. If you have a safe hiding place, it will bear the coming storm. Yes, it will bear the coming storm, but it is founded upon the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God this morning that I'm here, but I'm here in Christ Jesus. I thank God that I'm covered. I'm covered with the blood of the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. I bless the Lord, O oh my soul, that the storms that have come, I have endured them. Whatsoever hardships that have come by, I've been able to endure them. Why? Because I'm hid in Christ and not in a lie, thank God. Oh, yes, the Lord is good. Yeah, and so next of all, under this, don't you know, examine your hope for eternity. Examine your hope for eternity. Is it the hope that God has given in the Scripture? Because if you have a hope that is not given in the Scripture, then you have a false hope. You have something that will not last. You have that which will not endure. Oh my, is it based on the work of the Lord Jesus Christ? The only work that I trust is the finished work of God's darling Son who bled and died on Calvary for my sin. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, hallelujah. And all that is within me, He's all that I need. Amen. He's all that I need. Oh, my friend, if your hope is not anchored on the finished work of Jesus on Calvary, it will fail you in the day of trial. You'll find yourself living under a lie, and judgment comes upon thee. Let me say that if God laid the foundation and you accept it, you can feel sure about it. But God has never laid down a fiction as the groundwork of our faith. I'm glad I'm not living a fiction. I'm living an absolute truth found in God's inspired Word. Hallelujah. Oh, my friend, it's based on the, on the Lord Jesus. Oh, is your heart help anchored in Him? Make sure of that. He has never bought human reliance on His finished work, and He never will, thank God. I bless the Lord. We can shout till eternity comes to the end. Well, there won't be no end. We can shout throughout all eternity on the what? what? On the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless God. It is not a lie. It's not a fiction. It's an actual fact. Now let me say this. If God laid the foundation, you need not build on it. For the responsibility of its security is with the Lord and it is not with us. 
I thank God that my keeping is not left up to me. The Bible says that I'm kept by the power of God until the day of redemption. Amen. I'm kept. I'm kept, my friend. I'm not living a lie. I don't profess a lie. I know in whom I have believed. You make sure that you know Him. You make sure that your hiding place is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> you know, we should find Christ to be what He says He is. That is, He's a sure foundation. He's a foundation that will never crack. He's a foundation that will never be repaired. He's a foundation, my friend, that will never be replaced. Are you hearing me? He'll never need to be in place. Don't you worry about that. Do you rest on Him and Him alone? If so, your hiding place is safe, thank God. It's very safe. Let me say He gives a second test. If our confidence be a right one, it comes to us through faith. It comes to us through faith. Yeah, but verse 16 says, He that believeth shall not make haste. He that what? He didn't believe it. He shall not be in distress about about the hour of trial. Just because things turn south, this world's in a mess. I mean, it's in a mess. We don't know from one moment to the next what the world we're going to hear on the news. We don't know what's going to transpire. But I know one thing. My anchor is not built on this world. My anchor is not even built on America. And I love America. I'm a red-blooded American. I love America. But my anchor is built on Jesus Christ. And I don't need another, thank God. I bless His holy name for that. Oh, my friend, I thank God if your hope is grounded upon sight or feelings of working, working, it'll fail you one day. It'll fail you. There'll come a time you don't feel saved. There'll come a time you don't have no security. There'll come a time you have absolutely nothing. Let me ask you this morning, are you resting upon an empty profession? Are you? Are you resting upon an empty profession or church membership? Watch out about that church membership. It's real easy to come forward, make a profession, sign a card, be baptized, and join the church. I know I did it. I did it. And I was still on my way to hell. You hear me? I had a false hiding place. I had a false hiding place. And the waters, thank God, overcame it. I'm glad the Holy Ghost revealed it. I thank God He saved me by His darling grace. Are you hearing me? Hey, I warn you that sand and foundation will be washed away with the floods. They're no good whatsoever. I learned from Brother John a long time ago, dig down till you hit the, till you hit that clay. That dig down till you hit that clay. Why? Because that sand will wash away. That sand will sift, my friend. Do you believe in the infallible Word of God? Are you, are you convinced and have confidence in His infallible Son? If so, heaven and earth shall not pass away. But never shall your foundation be moved. Never, never, thank God. Then there's a third test. That's the test of righteousness. That's the test of righteousness. Y'all excuse me just a minute. A test of rising. For our, for our hope is sound. It is holy. It is a sanctifying hope. Which purges you and I from sin. 
Are you hearing me? This is the test which, which many simply do not apply. If you preach the love of Christ, they are pleased. But if you come, when it comes to fruit, now a pastor made mention of that. Was it on Wednesday night, Sunday night, anyway? He made mention of that. They don't wish to hear about it. They don't wish to hear about this fruit business. They just want you to preach a smooth thing. Prophesying does smooth things. Amen. Well, there's times that the gates of hell need to be burned in front of you. There's times that your sin need to be hammered on. There's times you need to be awakened by the Holy Ghost to see if will you be saved or not. Oh, my! If the grace of God does not change your character, if it does not make you to hate sin and love righteousness, then it is not the grace of God at all. You have never been born again. Oh, no! You have but the form and not the power. Oh, be careful about that. Be sure to examine what you have. Be very careful to examine it. The only safe hiding place is faith in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the only hiding place that I that I dwell in. The only one. I care not what may come. I don't care what comes. As long as I know that I'm hid in Him, I know that everything is well. The second thing I want you to notice, let us note the destruction of false hiding places. I may not know where you live, although I think I know about... Now, Eric, I know the, the town they're in, and I've ridden around in there, and them people over there have showers outside. <laughs> I took a picture of one of them and put it on and put it on social media. I couldn't believe it. And then the house right behind them that can easily see them. That's where to go in and out of. They got a sign up by about 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 being rednecks with beer cans hanging down on it. They rednecks over there. I, I believe that. But anyhow, but anyhow, God's been good, hasn't he? Yeah. I think and. Hallelujah, God. In April 1972, the Holy Ghost came where I was at. Sat back down in that church pew, just got through teaching Sunday school. Not too long prior to that, Pastor. And the Holy Ghost came to me and let me know I was lost and on my way to hell. Are y'all hearing me? I made my way down to the altar. Be honest with you, I think I was saved back there. Why? Because that's when I surrendered. I surrendered all, I'll be honest with you. Oh, I thank God. Man, hey, yeah, hey, note the destruction of the folks hiding place. The man who seeks, my friend, rest rather on folks hiding places will at last, are y'all listening to me, be getting old, death drawing nigh, and it takes a look into the dark future. You better take a good look into that future right now. Are you hearing me? He finds him face himself facing an eternal state. And he has nothing to sustain himself. Nothing. Where is this man's hiding place? Why, my friend, uh, uh, his shelter is so frail that according to our text, the hell shall sweep away the refugees of lives. It'll be swept away. It'll be swept away instantaneously. 
I had always hoped that all was well. But he never reckoned on this, my friend, on a, on a, on, on these hailstones. They didn't reckon on those things. Sinners here this morning, you don't reckon on being found out. You don't reckon on being uncovered. You don't reckon on being exposed for what you really are, and that's lost. But God knows. He knows. He had always hoped that all was well. You see, his conscience, which he tried to smother, that conscience awaits, and as it awaits, the big hailstones of truth. They come through his roof. They get him. He cries, I've never been born again. I never accepted Christ as the Lord as the King. He says, I trusted in something else and I'm lost and I'm lost forever. Are y'all hearing me this morning? The naked soul finds its, my friend, finds its uh, hiding place swept away. It is gone and it's gone forever. The naked soul is something you better take very, very serious. Because every day that's all you're going to have to dwell on, that soul and spirit. You better listen to me. God has to has has to be met, and the soul has no dwelling place if it's never truly been born again. God help us to see that. May it never be said to you, when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. May that never be said to you. It's sad for a person to sit in the church services. Week after week, and listen to the preacher preach a gospel message, and then wound up in hell. That's the saddest thing in the world. Y'all wake up with me this morning. Have you rested upon the Son of God for everything? I want you to consider our text in Noah's day. Think about it in Noah's day, if you will. The Bible says that the flood shall overflow the hiding place. Well, those people in that day and time, Noah preached to them for 120 years and they rejected his message. But I promise you there came a time that the rain began to fall. There came a time as they ran up into the mountains that the mountains were covered and the Lord God destroyed them. And one day you're going to be destroyed, but it's going to be more than with a flood. It's going to be in hell fire forever and ever. Hell fire forever. Oh, have you rested upon the Lord Jesus Christ? Men laughed at God's way of deliverance in Noah's day. They laugh at it today. Oh, my. Salvation by an art was too simple to them. They say today that salvation by grace is too simple. I thank God it is by grace. If it had to be by works, there wouldn't one of us make it. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Salvation by an ark was just too simple to decide. He does not care, my friend, to be swooped up and Noah and a head and a handful of narrow-minded people. I'll just be honest with you. I kind of like, I, I like being around these narrow-minded people. I like being around you folks that just love Jesus. I like being around these people who says, there's nothing in myself I bring, but only to the cross I claim. Amen. That narrow-minded bunch of folks is the one I like being around, son. Amen. Oh, no, it's, it's not that uncircumcised folks you think, bless God, they're saved, never have been saved, think they're good as anybody else. Oh, but they bust hell wide open. Amen. 
Oh, thank God for the narrow-minded people. These children of God, hey, they call us narrow-minded, but they're the ones in bad shape. They're the ones in bad shape. Uh, I also, I am also sure they thought that Noah had carried his religion too far. And we're certainly living in day and time when a man hits sin and preaches against it. They say, well, he just doesn't carry it too far now. He just doesn't carry it too far. How far do you think he can carry it? Are you hearing me? I, all I've got to say is I thank God for George A. Nelson to let the hammer down and preach it like it was. I thank God He preached me out of my sin and preached me to Calvary where I got saved. Praise God. That's all I got to say. I thank God for it. Oh, my! May you and I realize I am sure that some of them said, Hey, hey, if it does not rain, then it will never cover these mountains. I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm here. I'm just as good as I can be. Therefore, they choose the calves of the mountains as their hiding places. But the rains did come, and at last it penetrated the caves of the mountain, and they had no place to hide. Where are you hiding this morning? Come on. I got one point, one last point, and I won't be here too long. There's a lesson of warning from my text. A lesson of warning. The first lesson of warning is let us build on God's foundation. Let us build on God's foundation. He knows better than we know what is right and wrong. Oh yeah. You may be a different, hey, you may be a very intelligent person, but you, my friend, but you can't compete with God's intelligence. You can't compete with the all-knowing God. You move, you will be wise to trust God's word in this matter of your soul and your salvation. Be very wise in doing so. You may know, you may know far more than I know, but you cannot have a better hope than mine, amen. amen. You may be far more intelligible than I, and I commend you for it. I hope you got better brains than I have. But you don't have a better hope than I do. You don't have a better hiding place than I do. Are y'all hearing me? I thank God you're saved by grace. Plus nothing and minus nothing. Oh, my, you'll be wise to trust Him. Oh, man, I thank God that I rest in Christ and Christ alone. My hope lies simply in the finished work of Christ who gave His divine blood for our sins. All of our sins. The Holy Spirit convicted me. Yes, He convicted me of my lost condition and He enabled me. I repeat that. He convicted me. Then He enabled me to repent of my sins and to trust Christ as my Savior. Therefore, my hiding place is simply that God's righteousness has been imputed to me. Amen. The righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ has been imputed to me. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God. When God looks down in heaven, He sees, well, sees what? He doesn't see me. He sees the righteousness of Christ that has been imputed to me. Amen. And so therefore, I'm safely covered. I'm in a good hiding place this morning. I'm thinking, say this, I'm going to get out of the way and turn it over to the pastor. 
I've never seen anything else make such a change in men as faith does. Nothing can make a change in man like faith does. He comes into a pile of money. That won't change him. He'll still be the same old person. He moved to another location. You know, after talking to couples all these years, sometimes they come up with this idea, well, I think we just need to move somewhere else. Changing your geographical location is not going to change anything. You're still living with yourself. Some of you may have even thought of the same thing before. I, I think I just need to pull up and get out. If you can pull up, you ain't getting out. Because wherever you go, there you are. You still have the same problem you did wherever you was at. In fact, it may increase. You can't never tell. But I know one thing. I'm safe this morning. I'm healed real good. I'm healed, I'm healed real good. And it's not because I'm out there in the forest somewhere. It's not because I'm trying to bury myself somewhere. I'm healed because I have put my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to say to you, sinner, come and rest in Him. And when you die, come to die, you will at least be able to say, I have God's sanction for the foundation I have built upon. Therefore, it cannot fail. Won't you bow your heads? Pianos come falling. Nobody looking around. There's one here this morning that says, Preacher, I'm not absolutely sure that I'm saved. If I was to fall over dead right now, I'm just not absolutely certain that I'm saved. I promise you, your hiding place will be flooded unless you turn to Christ and give your heart to Him. Will you do that this morning? There's one here that says, Preacher, remember me in prayer. That's just for me and you. Get that hand up. Let me see it right quick like. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time to preach. Ask the Lord to bless the remaining of this service. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Pastor, come here.